You're listening to the Open Court Podcast with Sidney Johnson, Bob Usler, and Joe DeSantis. An all-access pass to Fairfield University men's basketball. Well, we welcome you back to Open Court with Sidney Johnson, Joe DeSantis, and I'm Bob Huesler. And in case you're just joining us for the first time, Open Court is your gateway to Fairfield University men's basketball as we bring you up to date on all things Stags. So let's set the table for this week as the Stags are getting ready for another busy week. They play a home game at Oakland or against Oakland University, and then they will be on the road to play Old Dominion. We'll uh, look back at that Army game. We'll get you some players' uh, updates. We may have a special guest along the way as well. But let's start it off, uh, Coach, by talking about a uh, return to Alumni Hall this week to play Oakland. Before we get into the Alumni Hall aspect of this game and getting back on campus, how did this game against Oakland come about? This is a a first-time meeting for Fairfield against this opponent. What's the backdrop to uh, scheduling them? Yeah, I I wish I had a really good story, and I don't. <laughs> I don't have a good story at all. We uh, need stories for podcasts. Greg Campy's the best. You know, he's he's an absolute yeah. legend. He's he's coached uh, over a thousand basketball games. He's won over six hundred. Um, he and Mitch uh, have a uh, they're familiar with each other. Good good working relationship. You know, Mitch has been around a little bit too. I can see that. I can see that relationship <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and he's uh, but we've also um, I've had the pleasure of just kind of hearing him speak and weigh in on things uh, college basketball wise. Uh, we serve on a, a men's basketball committee. Um, you know, to try to address things and cleaning up the game and uh, recruiting-wise and things like that. So I've heard them uh, on various conference calls, and um, they were looking for uh, some East Coast games because they're on quite a heck of a road trip. They've got eight games in a row on the road. And so he's playing us and Northeastern and Hartford. Um, So it just made sense. So that's basically it and gracious enough to come on campus. For our listeners who are not familiar, perhaps, with Greg Campy, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Joe, isn't he third on the active uh, coaching list in terms of wins behind only Jim Beheim and and, and Mike Krzyzewski? Yeah, absolutely. As Coach (laughs) mentioned, he's 602 and 438. And uh, by the way, he's gonna his birthday is tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, he's gonna be uh, 63. Great guy. Let's try to spoil his birthday. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> crack research. What do they pay me for this anyway? <laughs> uh, do you have any uh, relations with uh, Greg Campion? No, not at all. Oakland has kind of been a new uh, member, if you will, on the scene. But uh, in my research, I found something really interesting. He was a punter, kicker, and quarterback for Bowling Green when he played in college. Matter of fact, in 1975, he averaged 57.5 yards per kick. That's nice. good, right? This, this, is, this is information you're not going to get anywhere <laughs> other than open court. I don't know how well, to follow so f- that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so far we've spent more time talking about Oakland than we have again about Fairfield. So let's get it back to the Stags yeah. and Coach uh, getting back to Alumni Hall on Thursday against Oakland. And – this is going to be a game played on George Basaka Court yeah. for the first time since the passing of the legendary former head coach and athletic director here at Fairfield, George Basaka. Why should a Fairfield fan take maybe an extra moment to pause at this game on Thursday when this game is played on George Basaka Court for the first time since we lost him? 
I, I only have eight seasons here, so, you know, I'd, I'd love to lean in on, on Joe, um, some of the great players who've played here, uh, Jim Fitzpatrick, yourself. I mean, you guys, you, you know a lot about the place, but, but I have to tell you from my lens, um, I think he represented uh, the best of Fairfield University and Fairfield Athletics. Um, you can see it through his players. You can see it through uh, how he spoke. Um, he was he and Vito Montelli were the two two of the first people in this community that called me up out of the blue and said, "Welcome to Fairfield. Um, you know, welcome to this community. Uh, Want to support you." And and I didn't know them. I'll never forget Coach Montelli and and uh, his family's been great to me and just really supportive. And Coach Basaka, he brought me over to the house. Millie cooked uh, a tremendous meal. All right, I was I was ready to fall asleep afterwards. But um and 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 you talk about just love and how they were with people and welcoming and values oriented. I mean, so it it's the best of what we've offered this world. It's the best of what we've produced as an institution, as a community. Um he could really coach but he was a better man, a better father, a better husband. Um, so I'm proud that we're uh, wearing a patch to honor Coach and his beautiful wife. I'm proud that we're able to come out here uh, and, and play really, really hard and honor his legacy. Um, and I would love for as many people who have time to join us and uh, bow our heads and let's you know, remember his legacy and remember his wife and then play really, really hard for the Stags and um, continue a great tradition that he helped. Yeah, that game begins a little past 7 o'clock, tips off a little past 7, and there will be a George Basaka tribute at approximately 6.55 on Thursday before that game against Oakland. And, uh, Joe, you have anything to add to what uh, Coach Johnson said? Oh, about yeah. Coaches? Well, I, I think, um, you know, there's not a venue – in the world that could hold all the people that, that he's helped. I remember stepping on campus as a freshman here in 75, and uh, to, to the day he passed, he was always somebody that I could call. He helped me as a player here. He helped position me in Italy. He was a liaison at the time. I don't want to call him an agent, but he was a liaison between Italian basketball and, and Americans, if you will. And I'll never forget, um, I go to Venice. I'm young. I'm 21. I graduated early. I'm 21. I'm sitting in a restaurant. The owner of our team owned a restaurant right off San Marco Plaza. So we ate every meal for free. And I was homesick. It was like it was like a month or two. And um, so I am got my head down eating with some of the players. And I look up across this restaurant and there's uh, Mr. Carlissimo, PJ's dad, who was the father of NIT basketball, his wife, and there was George Bazaka. So it was so comforting to see. But he essentially, he, he is what we know he is. He's the father of Fairfield basketball. There's nobody else ever uh, that has done what he's done for, for, for this program and this university and this community. All right, Coach, and you're going to try and help honor his memory on Thursday by beating Oakland. And you come in off of the game against Army and some takeaways from that game. Uh, you fell behind by double digits early. A lot of turnovers in that game. And then you made a late comeback and, and almost pulled it out. So there was some good at the end. There was not some good at good beginning. What are the learning points from that game, the things that you'll tighten up going into this game against Oakland? Well, growing pains are painful, I mean, to be perfectly blunt. And, uh, you know, the bad, we're down uh, 18 points in the first half. The bad, uh, we had 21 turnovers, 14 in the first half. 
um, the, the, the good is, you know, down 18 and we took the lead, you know, um, later in the game. Um, the good is that these guys have never quit on uh, each other or um, our staff and we, we continue to fight and fight and fight. I think, um, you know, what we have to do is, is really appreciate um, that we can't have these kind of lulls. And I think we've had a lull like maybe every game that we've played and um, and then we spent the game like trying to recover from that. Um, I, I'm not going to say youth. I'm not going to say this. I'm not going to say that. It's 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 kind of growing up as a team, whatever the mix of guys are, whether it's senior, seniors, juniors, freshmen, sophomores. So um, we're, we're talking about that a lot. And we're talking about, um, you know, maximizing possessions. Um, we're not rebounding well, um, but we are shooting the ball well. Um, until that game, we were we had a positive assist-to-turnover ratio as a team. We're shooting free throws relatively well as a team. Um, but our rebounding, and I think, um, you know, every game we've had a lull that um, has really hurt us. And uh, I know that we can, we can fix that. Uh, that's something I draw on. John Thompson third from way back when, you know, it's a little scary when, um, you know, you have issues and you can't fix them. Um, these are things that are in our control, uh, but we have to get at them in order to beat, you know, good teams that we're playing. Coach, I, I, I did watch the game and I was a little disappointed in the way you guys got out of the, got out of the gate. There was some early tone or was, so um, I want to say, I hate saying this because I was a coach and it's a slap in the face that maybe where the kids weren't ready to step into that type of pressure. When I say pressure, I want to give Army's defense a ton of credit. Yeah. I mean, I, I watch Alvarez get through to the basket, and I saw in this game it was a little harder for him. Yeah. Uh, this is a well-coached, well-disciplined team. The, real, the average fan is going to sit here and say, hey, coach, your kids are not playing consistently. Mm-hmm. Is there a lack of a go-to guy inside, outside, is there something? Is there something you can do that you're working on now, or is it just a matter of, like you said, letting the kids grow up and get better? Yeah, I I I think it it is the latter, but that's you know that's me. I mean that's you know I'm I'm coaching. I'm I'm in the gym with these guys all the time. Um, it, it it's kind of in the grind, and so um, I guess I would say I'm not really good at responding to the hypothetical or um, the, the, maybe the kind of feedback that's not rooted in as much of what we see from our guys. So um, you talk about Neff. I, th- I think um, Neff really struggled early, quite honestly. Um, he spent um, the entire second half getting, getting to the basket. And if you look at our last six possessions, he either got a layup free throws or or he looked to kick it out for an assist so well, he I, all, let me cut you off he also made a couple tremendous steals and a very good block we see I see his talent there's no question again and I'm not trying to be argumentative I just want to see as a Fairfield fan if you will I want to see these guys play 40 minutes uh, of better you know of 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 uh, championship basketball there's a long way to go it seems to me I don't want to get jump off the page but the Mac hasn't been had a lot of success. I say that Niagara just beat Pitt last night. I still think you're a team that's going to get better. Yeah. And I know you guys work. I'm at practices. Uh, and I see a, a Fairfield team that eventually, hopefully sooner than later, is going to compete. Well, I, I, I would say 
we talk about competing a whole lot. And what I would say to you point blank is you are seeing guys learning what it takes on the job. And when you have uh, a Tyler Nelson um, and a Jerome Segura, you know, they they went through the fire, you know, as freshmen and sophomores, and it was bumpy. It was really, really bumpy. And then junior, senior year, it was kind of like, okay, they got it figured out. Now try to get, you know, other guys uh, figured out. I think that's a, a, a good deal of what you're seeing where, you know, Taj played 37 minutes in the game you just mentioned. Um, and Neftali played a, a, a ton. I know uh, John was in and out. Um, you know, he had uh, fouls, but then he was inspired down the stretch. But then you're also talking about Wasif and Jesus and Felix and Calvin and Landon, who's, you know, new to our team. So um, I've been down this road before where guys just got – it's painful, but they got to go through it. It's like parenting. You can tell your teenage son or daughter, you know, X, Y, and Z a million times. Sometimes they got to go through it themselves before they, they um, you know, learn it. So combined with these players, and I agree, <clears throat> I like your talent. I, I, you know, Wasif was terrific. I mean, 12 points, 10 rebounds. In the second half. In the second half. First 20, half, he yeah. really struggled. Yeah, but I think you have enough on the front line when Omar gets healthy to guard. My, again, so you feel – that um, with as we go on with practices, and that's the other thing people don't realize, they see the 30 games you play, but they don't realize how many practices. You right. really got to get better in practice. Right. Um, you feel that with this talent, uh, and as you follow the Mac, because I know you do, I know yeah. you follow the other scores, you guys think that you'll be more than a competitive team in that conference. Without question, and, and what I said, um, and uh, I, I think we've shared some time together, I know I spoke with – Jack Jones about this. I know I spoke to Paul Schlickman, who's been great here as our director of athletics. What I've said about this team all along, one, I think that this team has the potential to play really, really hard. And you're seeing you're seeing the effort, the diving on the ground, loose balls, and notwithstanding, you know, again, I think there's five to six minutes of just we lose focus. But I've also said, I know I said this because I, I knew it in my heart as – in the summer, and I see it now, this team needs its time to grow. This team does. And, and, and I'm talking about sophomores as well, but this team needs its time to grow. And the end product is something that's going to be really special, but you, you, you have to roll with it. As evidenced by the fact that Fairfield has played four straight games decided by three points or fewer. Right. Six of your eight games have been decided by three points or fewer. Right. Just a small margin, and you get it moving the other way, and things can, can uh, really flip very quickly. We're in Sidney Johnson's office. This is open court with Sidney, Joe, and Bob. And the door opened while we were sitting here, and look who walked in while we were sitting here. It's the, uh, the captain of the Stags has decided to drop by, and appropriately enough, uh, Jonathan Casababu joins us after uh, you just came straight to here from a class, didn't you, John? Yes, sir. What, uh, what class did you uh, come from? And Give us an idea of what kind of a class load you're involved in these days. It's human resources class because I I am one of the uh, I I major in management, so it's one of the classes that I have to take in order to graduate. So I cannot miss it. Therefore, I have to live in the middle of practice. Uh, but obviously, we're always trying to cut up. 
with it. Give us an idea now that you're a senior and uh, you've, you're taking, as you just mentioned, um, these courses leading to graduation. Give us an idea of your day during the basketball season. Typically, what time does the alarm go off? When do your classes begin? How many classes do you take in a typical day? In addition to basketball practice or a game day, what other things are you doing to keep yourself in shape? It's obviously a full plate for you as a, a senior captain here at Fairfield. What's a typical Jonathan Casababu day? Typical Jonathan Casababu day would be alarm sounding around 5.30 in the morning, uh, getting something to eat, getting here in the gym, trying to do uh, get some post position layups, uh, most of the shot, get down with me, get some extra lift. Uh, then, like today, Tuesday is a typical day. I have uh, class right after at 8 a.m. I have to run to class, get out of class, run, to trying to get a quick nap <laughs> before practice, Get uh, wake up, get something to eat, and then go to practice. After practice, have another class, get out of class, uh, around pretty much uh, 140, 145. Uh, usually at this time, uh, we'll go get something to eat. Sometimes the coaches join us uh, to the telly. Uh, and afterwards, go to get a nap again because I have a 5.30 class. Uh, wake up after 5.30. Uh, and then we have the uh, pretty much the night where you got to decide, I go shoot first or I study first. But I usually go shoot first, and then I will, I will usually start in the morning because I get everything, like a, a lot of things done in the morning. I feel like in the morning you don't have anybody to bother you. You don't have text here and there. You just can focus on the study itself. So that is my typical day. You know, it just occurred to me, I'm surrounded by three captains here, the captain of the current Fairfield team, the <laughs> captain of a <laughs> Princeton team, and Joe, of course, is a former captain of Fairfield. Joe, you just listened to that rundown <laughs> from Jonathan. How does uh, his typical day of his senior year compare to your typical senior year well, captaincy? That, that reminded me of a lot of painful moments <laughs> that I had. But uh, um, I want to ask you a question, and I'm going to kind of – you know, blend into what you're talking about. You know, I got here, like I said, in 75, and I was a CC plus student, okay? I was a king of mediocrity. And an hour up the road to Fairfield, no one in my family drove. No one had a license. My coach drove me up. I thought I was going to another planet. That's how <laughs> different it was. But Fairfield gave me essentially what I am today. So, and has to do a lot with that schedule. The, uh, the uh, uniformity, being being responsible, basketball on the court, off the court. By the way, I work out in a gym in in uh, Derby, okay, uh, Planet Fitness, and uh, there was a girl trot, uh, trotting around or doing whatever in all Fairfield athletic attire. And I finally, you know, asked her, I said, do you go to Fairfield? She goes, yes, I do, blah, blah, blah. She's a freshman from California on the softball team. Mm. And I go, do you know any of the players? She goes, I know Jonathan. <laughs> so I think this dude can run for mayor in this town. <laughs> anyway, 10 years from now, hopefully 15, you're done playing. You're sitting at a job. You're making all kinds of money. You're married. Maybe you have kids. What are you going to say about Fairfield? What has Fairfield done for you? Uh, what Fairfield done for me, uh, I cannot even begin because there was just uh, down the stretch, just arrived in here right away. And I'm talking about uh, my, the coaching staff. I'm talking about the international uh, office down there. 
and I'm talking about housing, I'm talking about literally uh, Nancy, who is also like my academic coach, helping me out to schedule to, since freshman years, uh, like better my, my time, better uh, my schedule to know when to do the work, when I can have my, t my free time and not leave everything at the last minute. Uh, teaching me that asking for help, it's okay. It's not, you can't do everything by yourself. Um, actually, the attendance from class, putting me in classes and they're going to know I'm going to be successful because they are interesting. Uh, leading me to the major to which I want because I, have an, I had an idea to what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to get there. And putting me in the right path, uh, in the right studies in order to make me understand better what I'm trying to do. And I, it's, just, it's just a lot, man. It's just a lot. And I'm talking, I'm talking about this since freshman year, since day one, since my recruitment when I came to talk to, uh, to, the, to the academics, to talk to the coaches. So when I talk about Fairfield, I said, this is, this is home. This is, where I, I, this is where I built a lot of myself to, a lot of my character, a lot of my, uh, where I'm trying to get to. So this is a starting point for me too. Well said, John. And uh, if there's two things, one, I'm trying not to get overly emotional because I'm thinking about three, four years ago when he first got here, and it's 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 gone too fast, man. It's, yeah. it's gone too fast. Um, but he's fully articulated what it is to to um, come here and make the most of an incredible opportunity here at Fairfield U. I'm pivoting back to our basketball conversation, and that that all that. All that John just spoke of was him growing up as a as a man and a student. Guess what? That has to happen on the basketball court too. And that's and and you guys didn't see all the you know whether it was trying this class or that class or John was trying to study at night or study in the morning and, and there were bumps along the road, right? Yeah. You know, and 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 just trying to find his way. That's the same thing that's happening on the court with guys who are freshmen and sophomores. There's there's a growth to this whole thing. We're not necessarily getting lottery picks, but we're getting really, we're getting fantastic. I mean, there's, there's not a better one than Jonathan Casababa when and he spoke about and it. And John, how one. aware of you are you of the fact that now you are being look, looked up to by those freshmen that Coach Johnson is talking about? You're the captain of this team, and it was just a blink of an eye that you were in their place. How do you now take them and mm -hmm. show them here's the way, here's how you get it done? Uh, that's, for me, it's, uh, it's very easy to do that uh, because I have, maybe I might be like one of the leaders, but I have great followers too because these, uh, they are not arrogant. They are not bad kids. They are not uh, like badly educated. This, when they come in here, they listen. You know, they're always trying to do the right thing. So there's not, my job is not very hard to do because they listen, okay? Obviously, there is, there is always uh, there is always mistake here and there, but those can be fixed. But the fact that their heart are in the right place, that just makes it easy Absolutely. for me to, to literally help them out because they can just follow what we're doing. You don't, I don't have to worry about behavior i don't have to worry about none of those things that it has to do like that doesn't have to do anything with basketball anything we're trying to accomplish here because they just fall right in line and that that's just an amazing group to be a part of well let me just um i a couple observations 
I can remember this past summer I was on campus for a reason, and there was a, a guy out there running sprints on the rugby field, and it was Jonathan. And, uh, you know, you've been involved, the basketball coach you have. This guy's going to be successful. And if they were able to accumulate all the skin that you've lost on the court from how hard you play, you would lead the country in losing skin. <laughs> Am I, I'm dead serious. He's on the floor for a reason, and, and um, it couldn't be a better guy. That what I see to follow. You don't have to say boo on the court. Some guys are talk, but they don't walk. This guy, you know, he's a, he's a good person to follow because he's out there playing 100%, and he's playing for the team. I coach many games, Bob. I don't just watch the game. I watch the bench. I watch the crowd. When he's not playing, he's up cheering. This is a class guy, and this is what Fairfield is, should be proud about. Want to get some thoughts from Jonathan as we start to put a wrap on things about the basketball that still remains to be played for Fairfield and for you in your senior year. Some uh, quick housekeeping items, though, with players. Uh, last time we talked about Omar and how close is he to getting back, and Matia Millen right now is a little banged up as well. Why don't you, uh, Coach, bring us up to date on their status? So Matia is day-to-day. We, we hope that he'll play, um, but we're not 100% sure uh, come Thursday. And then um, if, if I was a trainer or doctor, I'd, I'd put Omar out there uh, right now. You know, um, he was uh, – John mentioned that he had to leave early for practice or away from practice, but uh, he – he just did a little bit of on-court stuff, and then we worked him out um, after practice, and, and he looked really good. Um, but we still have to run that, but it's a little bit above my pay grade. So um, I'm, I'm hoping um, that it's any day now, but he looks really good. So that, that's, that's all I got for you. And, Jonathan, you heard your coach talk about the uh, upside of this Fairfield team as you continue to negotiate a very tough non-conference schedule, and then you get into the MAC when uh, you know, that's the money round of this whole thing. This is going to be your uh, last time around, so there will be a sense of urgency for you, and you want to go out on a Monday night with the championship banner to be raised. Um, what do you see as the potential of this team of getting to achieve that, that goal which you want so badly? Uh, I'm just going to speak off the last game we had uh, against the Army because we were down 18. A lot of teams would quit. A lot of teams would let that game go. Okay. Just the fact that we didn't have a great start, but the second, five, uh, the second half we came in and we just played our hearts out okay, and came back. And obviously we came short. We came up short in those three, uh, last three points. But I saw that group and what they can be. And if we can have that half and both half, I don't know who can stop us. And that is the truth. And I honestly believe we can compete against any team in this country if we can have both halves like we had the second half. Because, like I said, this team has a, the heart in the right place. Now we just got to get everybody going since the, like the first half to the second half and have two halves of the same kind of effort. And once we get there, which we will get, it's just going to be something amazing to be a part of. Man. Coach, anything to add to that as you get ready for Oakland on Thursday and then a tough road game uh, this weekend at ODU, Old Dominion? Yeah, no, it's – it's uh, look, we've worked really, really hard to have leadership like we have from John. Um, I, I don't know if I could say it better. And uh, between him and me, we are leading this team 
Um, I, I do think that we're growing up. I do think that we're a better team today than we were even two, three weeks ago. Um, and, and I'm excited about tomorrow's practice. We were really, really good today. And John's talking about two halves. We had two good halves of practice today. Now we got to do it tomorrow. Then we got to roll it into Oakland and we got to build from there. So it, it's the fun part. I'm, in, I'm inspired by these guys. Um, I, I love my job and the opportunity that we have. And we have some work to do, but we're, we're up for it. And, Joe, I know you always look forward to getting back to Alumni Hall. Uh, well, it's been 40-something years since you played in there, but it still, uh, still has that feel of familiarity like you were just there yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, what can I say? It was a, a great place for great memories. And I'm not talking about just, you know, basketball games, just the connection between the students and, and the players. And um, I think – I met my wife because she was so intrigued by how good a player I was. <laughs> 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 Don't tell her I said that. But I'm, I am. Told her. But I am looking forward to this game against Oakland. They got a terrific big guy at 30 points against Xavier. Yeah. Be a nice uh, matchup for you, John. And the point guard, uh, Braden Norris, is 79% uh, from three. Yeah. Okay. And he's 38 assists, seven turnovers. Two of the better freshman point guards in the country, him and Alvarez, going at it. I think it's going to be fun. I hope, I hope people show up because it is a fun team to watch. Sydney, any final words? No, that's it. I, I really enjoy this and uh, yeah. look already looking forward to next week. John, we really appreciate you coming by in, in the middle of what you've already described as an incredibly <laughs> busy day. So uh, we appreciate you giving us a few moments. This will not be the last time, though, this season we sit down with you. But Continued good luck as uh, you get this senior year uh, up and running, hopefully uh, right in the direction you want it to go. Yes, sir. Thank you. That is the captain of the Fairfield Stags, Jonathan Casababu, and you have been listening to Open Court with Sidney Johnson, Joe DeSantis, and I'm Bob Huesler. Next week, we recap Fairfield's games against Oakland and Old Dominion, and then we'll preview the Stags game on December 16th at Boston College. Thanks for listening. The Open Court Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags men's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.